I'm now recording. I'm going to, Chris told me, oh, yeah, this is episode eight, eight, Nine? five, six, seven, maybe it's seven of On the Shores. <laughs> I don't know. We're happy to have you here, though. Chris said that I needed to get him going today. Yeah. Get him going. He's in a responsive mood, so I'll give him all kinds of things to respond to. I love it. Let's go. We're going to yeah. jump right into it because we have a, uh, less than an hour. We're going to be with you for less than an hour, and then uh, you go, y'all can go drinking or whatever it is you want to do. Um, this is I'm a not going to pay attention. You listen. You listen you up. Listen. You listen to me. I love this mic. I'm going to get you this mic. I'm going to send this over to you so you can I'll talk in it. this. I'll yeah, use the, it. Sure, SM7B. I probably have a spare one somewhere. You listen to me. Right? Oh, man. That's my, that's my sexy podcast voice. You know, I'm not voice. confident because my voice isn't going to sound like that. I I mean, that you know, he's, he's got his uh, <clears throat> Apple little thing there. But, yeah. But we'll, get, I, I'm, we'll figure that one out. We'll figure that out. This episode is sponsored by nobody. <laughs> we, could, <laughs> we could get Squarespace. Like, everybody's on Squarespace. I don't know. My website's on Square, Squarespace. So, uh, today... We're going to just one follow up from what we talked about last week. Have you heard of preachers and sneakers? It's um, it's an unfamiliar term to me, but I feel like the concept is going to be very familiar. Yes, it's a it's a it's a Instagram and now about to be a book about like the um, hype, hype priests. Huh. Uh, and like uh, these people that uh, Carl was one of them who were like. $3,000 sneakers, but they have right. people snake for them skin for free. shoes. Yeah, yeah, like in $1,000, Givishni. I finally got it right, I think. Um, <laughs> is that right? If I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not French. I don't speak French. I speak the languages of love and creativity. <laughs> and creativity. Love. Yes. <laughs> but follow this guy on Instagram because it's fantastic because he points out all these priests uh not priests so much the pastors who dress in like extremely expensive clothes for mm. their craft and uh and like well where are all the ties going i always wanted that i'm not going to call the person out by name because it's an organization but out of all the places in the city of boston to put mm. up the new pastor of the church that's dying for money right why do they select like the fifteenth story of the most expensive seaport <laughs> condo. Which, if you're not from Boston, that's like being on like Miami Beach. Like, why right. would you do that? I don't blame right. him. Right. It's not wasn't his choice. It wasn't his. You know, he he reads the rewards, but <sighs> so preachers and sneakers because he calls out he calls out like what they're wearing and says mm-hmm. and asks the mm-hmm. question. So I thought that was really good. But today. It's a red flag, which we... Uh, it's a red flag. Red flag yeah. dating stories went over really well. I, I got some people talking about that, laughing about it. Um, do you have a, an old red... These are obviously not current, but do you have an old red flag dating story? An old red flag uh, yeah. dating story? Back when you were dating. I don't know. I probably was the red flag dating story. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it yeah. here first. Chris um, is, is a red flag. I've been told... I'll get back to you on that on another episode. <laughs> Let me formulate that one. <laughs> uh, I wish I had one ready, but I don't. But I might have by the end of the show when we talk about our subject because it will kind of prompt us both. So this is one that someone wanted me to talk about before. Since On the Shores is supposed to be a, a, a podcast that lifts people up or at least gets them from thinking about bad doldrums. Kind of like a self-help thing. Hmm. Kind of like Tony Robbins, but not. You have personal like, power. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark, yeah. Go get my suit. Go get my suit. Like He's a misogynist, you know, Tony Stark. <laughs> he treats his uh, assistants horrible. Um, self-improvement and confidence. I think these might be two different episodes. So why don't we take confidence first and then... Because this can be confidence in relationships, it can be confidence in business, confidence in leadership. I mean, you're, I, I, I lead a bunch of programs, and I'm a film producer, film, video, but fancy-looking video, so we call it film. Mm-hmm. Storytelling. Right. Um, and, and a father, and you lead students, and, you know, and, and both, especially me, have gone through so many trials and tribulations. 
to get where I am. So we'll talk about confidence mm-hmm. and how to be confident, not so much in a dating necessarily, <clears throat> um, but just in general in life and business and, and, and imparting that confidence to other people, you know, right, right. So the whole episode is like, you can do it. And that's it. We're done. So you're going to know everything's great. They're going to be great. Um, so what is, and I had something off the tip of my head about the next episode. Completely forgot it. What does it mean to you, Chris Bauer, who has a, a building named after you now? It's by like BU, I think. And I saw it's like Bowerville. There's a big sign like, you're welcome to Bowerville. What does a building of Chris Bauer look like? What is confidence? I, it is a mixture of uh, Roman and possibly, I don't know, Russian Arabic architecture, uh, lots of um, columns and arches and pillars to symbolize my um, my unending power and authority. So Caligula, yes. basically. Yes. <laughs> so quickly for the audience, um, ask the question again so they know exactly what okay. the question is. The episode will be called Confidence, or we'll come up with a cooler name in the next uh, 50 minutes. What does it mean to you to be confident? What is confidence as a, as a, as a human being, as, as, as a man, but also as a human being? What does it mean to you? And there, there is going to be a, a, probably a religious spin on this a little bit, but this is not a religious topic. But I, right. I think there's a, there's a faith element to that that will help a lot of people if they don't have faith. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily faith. It's not a faith-based episode. So if you're all like, oh, here we go again. No, I mean... But it's part of it. It's part right. of it. I think it's right. part of it. I'm kind of setting I, it up. I would say confidence is the measure of your assurance in the worth of something. Mm-hmm. And so if you have high confidence in, for example, let's say yourself, you have a very, because there's a difference between being prideful, confident, but there's also a very thin line between the two. While there is a difference, there's a barrier between the two. The line that bisects the two is not very thick. <laughs> Easily able to be a the thin line between confidence. And, so, uh, so yeah, I would say it, it's that. Sure, if I have a lot of confidence in you, Paul, right? Let's say I have a lot of confidence in your uh, your photography skills, which I do in real life. Um, this is real world stuff I'm spitting out here. Okay. I, I had a very strong assurance in your ability and in, in your worth when it comes to that, in the sense that, wow, you're really good at it. And I have evidence to, to prove that. Um, uh, and, and that, you know, I have assurance of the high worth of the skill set, the person, um, the mindset, you could go on and on. I, I think that um, it's not so much the definition, perhaps that's as confusing for people, but rather, how do I attain confidence? How do I achieve it? How do I embrace yeah. it? How do I truly feel it? And not just, you know, speak little mantras to myself that, uh, you know, the horoscope said or some yep, yep. yoga teacher instructed you to do. You know, that's nice. But like repeating something over and over and over again doesn't necessarily make something true. <laughs> In fact, no, a lot I, of times there's I a lot of true things that are yeah. repetitive and spoken many times and it doesn't make it true. But confidence that assurance of something or someone including yourself assurance of that worth how do you achieve that that's i think probably the really hard part and um perhaps going to be the majority of the topic talked about today <laughs> right i like that the uh, the difference between ego and confidence like cockiness mm-hmm. you know um which is kind of like <clears throat> fake fake confidence Right. Um, right. I mean, if you think about something you're really confident in, meaning yeah. you're not afraid, right? So if someone right. questioned me on the ability to edit a film, although I hate the process of editing because it feels like I'm just slowly dying, getting, <laughs> getting fatter and like losing, like my heart's dying. It's, I, mean, yeah, I think you should reframe it as this. Oh, Editing, instead of it being a stagnant, life-sucking process it's more of it's the fire by which the product is refined in oh, that's so that you can extract the gold really pure gold and silver yes. from your material that's what editing is it's that refining 
that's it's marketing that purifying right there. process that brings out the gold of of your skill set and and that's why i'm very confident yeah. in what you do because i think confidence a lot of it comes from very detailed preparation and in the sense that like for example editing for you it's preparing something it's it's extracting the good taking out the the bad yeah, yeah. um I, you know me i love using my sport analogies i'm, I'm going to use this analogy quickly to to clarify the difference between competence and ego slash pride okay let's hear you know it. When, when i coach football and as i continue to coach football in the future the teams that are a product of my tutelage i want them to be competent because confidence means you are prepared you know what you're preparing for and you know your goal and your vision and we're, you know, and so you have all the recipes to prepare, and now you're going to do it. Ego and pride is when you're overly confident in yourself at the detriment of the other person or team you're competing against. So if I'm a prideful team, a team full of ego, I am puffing myself up at the expense of eliminating the worth of others because I am the best. I'm saying, no, I'm disregarding the other person. When you're confident, you respect the other team. And you want mm-hmm. to compete the other team. In fact, you respect them so much, so much that your preparation is going to be meticulous. It is going to be laced with respect, but it's also going to be building up that insurance of your own skill sets so that when you go out to compete, you beat that other team. Cause that is obviously the, the, the end all be all goal. Um, but you never want to lose yourself to that dark side element of pride and ego, which puffs yourself up um, and, and, and takes from the other because they're not worthy of you. Full, they don't belong on the same field as you. It's probably they don't have the innate pride. gifts that you have. And you know what? That's BS because they do. Um, we're very privileged to be in this position. And oh, we yeah, have to have respect. And we're going to build confidence because we're going to prepare because we understand the worth of the other opponent and how good that they can how good that they can be. We have to honor them in a sense by preparing for them in a way that no one else does. So that when we get on that field, we are extracting all of our potential and playing to the very best of our ability. And then when we beat them, um, we shake their hands, you know, you, you, <laughs> you nod to them in respect, you tell them good game and you move on to the next end of story. Um, but, but that confidence has to come from preparation. Preparation is key to confidence, whether that's playing a football game, whether that's teaching, whether that's taking, you know, for you, taking pictures. I mean, in order mm-hmm. to capture that special picture, I think of that picture you just posted on Instagram today. Oh, yeah. Was it today or yesterday? Like that. Dude, yeah. I, I sat there for a, probably at least two minutes. I mean, I mean literally, think about that, 120 seconds. I just sat there looking at it, and I was like, holy crap, like, that's, that's a good picture. Like that was really awesome. Like I, I, I envisioned myself being in that place, sitting on that dock, smelling the salt water, Boston Harbor air, sitting uh, by the dock of the you know? bay. Yes, yeah. Listening to the seagulls, and, and so that picture you took didn't just—it wasn't just something that someone looked at, kept scrolling, or double tapped, then kept scrolling. Like you got me to take two minutes of my day to literally just sit there, envisioning myself somewhere where I am not. I love it. And that, that's the biggest compliment. I got I've lost in it for a second, but at the same time, think when you go, when you go out there, and I'll give you some time to kind of explain maybe what this is like for you because I, I don't know. But you prepare. You make sure you have the right gear. You make sure you're in the right mental state. You make like there's little things that you do that most people probably don't even think about. So that when you get out there, you put yourself in a position to succeed, to get that picture, or to do whatever you're doing. But like to me, that just kind of resounded in my head because I think it was literally this morning when that happened. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I wrote what you said for the show notes, but I'll kind of like talk, talk to it. It mm-hmm. said like, um, you know, someone that's confident um, is prepared. You kind of know what you're preparing for. You have a goal. But the biggest thing here, I think you said is um, the, one of the f- first big things is the correct mental state. Right. So in that particular right. photo, it was a snapshot. I was just standing there getting coffee, waiting. But I noticed that the the uh, the sea was like glass. 
So it was like very reflective. Beautiful. That, Love that's it. usually Love not the case because it's, you know, it's Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the light was a certain way. So I just kind of like zoomed in, took the shot, tried to capture all that. Um, and then I added a fake sky, which mm-hmm. looks somewhat like the real sky, but just kind of like did a composite to kind of layer in this, just give it a little bit more texture and tone. And then I mm-hmm. colored it. That was all based on the feeling I was having that morning of like, well, I feel um, well confident that today's going to be a good day and I'm thankful to be alive. And and uh, this is a reminder that, you know, God's always giving beautiful things, uh, you know, visions of the earth and the ocean and so forth just around us. Mm-hmm. And that's why, why I took that picture. A lot of pictures are feeling. If you're not paying any attention, I could go off on another episode, so I won't spend a long time on this, but it's kind of <laughs> like intuiting and feeling and then capturing so I'm confident in that ability. I'm confident in the ability to forge the stories from the fires of editing. I like how you said that. The I mean, fires of Mount Clean. He clink, forged clink, a ring. Guy going, <sighs> like building like a horseshoe or something. Like a, right. like a, a clanging of metal. Yes, sparks, clanging of metal. Hammer strike. Born from the forges of the shores of Boston Harbor. Anticipate <laughs> media edits. I mean, that is what it's exactly what it is. It's just yeah. slow. Yeah. It's grinding, man. And what do they say? It's that's grinding, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also said that ego is ego, is false confidence, and this is the key thing I wrote here. It's, it's against respect. So it's disrespectful yeah. to the challenge or the person or the team or even yourself. Um, What's the hill that you're trying to ascend? The mountain. Yeah, you know, I, I, as one who hikes Adirondacks a lot, I, I typically hike with um some people who are way better at hiking than I am. Like, you know, they'll they'll just keep going forever. I'm like, holy crap! Like, I I'm literally my heart my heart is racing right now. My legs are burning, and they're just forging up this mountain. But I, I think of the mountain. We're on the base of it, and I look up, and I'm thinking, okay, I got to get there. This is gonna sound like some Native American ritual or something like that, but I yes. almost look at the mountain in my mind and say, you know, I respect you. <laughs> I'm going to climb you and it's going to be tough in a sense. Like I, mm-hmm. I almost give respect and honor to the mountain. Now I don't really, it's non-sentient being it's a, it's a piece of it's, it's geography. It's a big rock. Right. So yeah. I'm not actually literally talking to it, but it's more of the mindset of, okay, this is the hill that I'm trying to overcome. This is the obstacle I'm trying to get through. Um, and I, I respect Respe- that's that a big process, thing. if that makes sense. There, there, there has to be, I think, an element of confidence is also humility, which sounds kind of, in a sense, counterintuitive. It, you know, humility is laying yourself down low, but at the same time, you know, when you have that humility, to me, it allows you to see clearer because mm. pride always blinds you. Because pride, you're thinking out. Pride focuses, laser focuses your vision on one thing. That's yourself. It's always yep. yourself. Ego does the same thing. You know, ego is the cousin of pride. Um, you don't want to be part of that family. Don't marry into it. Um, and <laughs> everybody gets drunk at that marriage, at that wedding, and right. But but it's blinding because again, it, it, it focuses your vision on one thing, yourself. And then when you're focused on yourself. You don't, you trip over the first thing in front of you. And I'm how, how many times have we seen uh, people fall when pride became their master? You know, oh, yeah. um, we, we see it all the time. It's happened to probably you and I a few times. That, in oh, I, more than a few times because pride right. is false confidence. Pride is being a right. baby. You know, it's very interesting how you, if, if you really start to talk about these things, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it about being respectful to the other person, the challenge, the the, the thing in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mm-hmm. also wrote it's it, ego, like ego slash pride is lazy. Like you're not working the skill set, you're not doing the work, right? To surmount the problem. <laughs> like right. if you're gonna dress up like a bum and show up to a to a bar to 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 meet your potential mate, and you have a you know, a dirty T-shirt on and an unkempt beard, and you smell. Mm-hmm. You can be as confident as you want, but someone's gonna go, oh, "Okay, come on." You know, um, you have to put the work in. You have to try. You have to try. Um, yeah. 
And you have to have respect for the people that you're dealing with, the situation you're dealing with. Kind of reverence. Like I think in the Japanese culture, they have a lot of reverence for things, you know, like respect. And, and, um, and I found as another thing, and this is more spiritual, but, um, we as Christians talk about the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're Christian, Oh, I have to, we definitely have to do it like a bomb drop episode about Christians who aren't Christian, because I have so much to say about that as a whole, as a whole other episode, because so mm-hmm. many people are against church. I tell them I'm Christian and they go, Oh, come on. You're one of them. You're born again. You're homophobe. I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Because they're looking at religion and, and we're not going to go down this rabbit hole because it's easily be two hours. But we will in a future episode. They're mm-hmm. looking at religion versus faith. Okay. So talking about faith, the Holy Spirit, which is kind of like uh, um, God guiding you in, in Christianity, it, like through the way he wants you to do things. You can talk about anything that is bigger than you if you want to go secular. The universe, karma, you know, whatever, the, the, the wind. But it, the fact uh, the, the construct that you are but one person out of billions mm. in this world, which comes to your humility, right? Right. Being humble and realizing that you're one little bit of the machine and that, uh, but you still have an important part, you know? Right. Every bee in that, in that, uh, that huge nest that's forming on your back porch right now. Cause it's spring. Welcome spring. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That they all are important. Uh, you're important. Like everybody has, it's just not how much importance uh, one pebble can make a ripple that goes to the other shore, but you're just part of the whole system. So um, humility, I think, is very important. And humility and, and working, leaning into your abilities, learning your disabilities and how to surmount them, doing it with respect to others and to the challenge in front of you. Um, and, 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 this all kind of wraps up um, in a in a kind of rah-rah statement, but it's like, it's going to be okay. You know, if you put the effort in to, to do all these things, you're going to gain confidence. And confidence is like a secret sauce that kind of pe- rubs off on people in it. And it grows on people because it's real. It's rooted, you know? I mean, you can tell the difference between someone like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who's truly confident, like almost to almost to the point of being cocky. I'm part of the cockiness is part of his thing, but but he has fought. I mean, the guy has, from what I can tell, he has fought and fought and fought his whole life to get where he was. Lots of hard work. I mean, his company is yeah. called something like you'd have to look it up, but like like three dollar pocket or something. Because okay. when he started, he had three bucks in his pocket. I'm totally mangling right. this, but the concept is real. Right. And he was up against the wall, like his backup was against the wall. He had, he had, he was one step away from failure, and uh, that just motivated him to to do the work, to push forward, to hustle, to to work out, to grow. And he had humility, realizing that he's just a man and he only can do so much, but he's going to do the best he can. He had um, respect and still to this day has respect for the challenge in front of him mm-hmm. and all the people he had to deal with. And he kind of leaned into, a, you know, a greater feeling that like he's just one piece of the puzzle here, but you're still an important piece. Right. right. So that's the, the Holy Spirit I talk about. Is that that bigger thing where you look out the window, you look around you, and instead of being drowned in feeling overwhelmed um, or putting on a show, a performance art, pretending like you're a movie set that's not a real building, pretending you got your shit together, which people can eventually see through. And the challenge will certainly see through because you'll, you'll lose that game. You'll fall on your face. You'll, you'll do all the mistakes. It's uh, about um, truly leaning in and having respect and humility and all these things where it looks effortless. Because you, it's gonna right. be okay. Like you have right. comfort. I mean, I'll be all right. And when, it's not, you know. Yeah, what I mean? you, you brought up a good point about I think the rock. Um, you know, you what you where you're 
point you're getting at is that there are certain universal principles that work. And there are certain principles that don't. Now, whether it's The Rock or Tom Brady, you know, The Rock had a, he started out playing football for the University of Miami, which was a dominant powerhouse. They were the Alabama, you know, back then. And his football career wasn't nearly what it, what he thought it was going to be. He faced injuries. He faced obstacle after obstacle. Um, he faced depth chart issues. And like his ascent wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And it was really humbling for him. Um, and I do believe it was his last year that he finally tapped into some of that potential and, and it exploded on the field. Um, and he, he, he knew he utilized that, that principle of, you know, this is the process. I have to have respect because maybe I'm really good at this level, but when I try to step up to that next level, there's going to be a bigger fish or I could break my leg and guess what? Now I'm forgotten about, you know, no one's talking about me now. They're talking about the next guy who's playing where I should be playing and getting all the sacks and the glory. And they're talking, you know, that's his name is the one that everyone's, you know, writing about in the papers and talking about on the podcasts and the radio shows. Where am I in this? And, you know, he came back harder, but I think of Tom Brady too, who, Mm. you know, we think about the Super Bowl and how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers crushed the chiefs. But what so many people fail to understand is that Tom Brady was barely living with his family that entire week. Two weeks, actually. Yep. He was in a hotel by himself, posted up, preparing, watching film, That's right. training, sleeping, which sleeping is what? Preparing. Mm-hmm. So that when he goes up and watches film, his mind is ready and able to absorb all the information that he needs to absorb and pick out the things, the tendencies of the other team, you know, that you can't do if your brain's foggy, if you're slightly distracted. Right. You know, that little slight angle of the, you know, DN's foot, which can give off like, okay, well, this is the, the pass rush move he's going to use. You, you figure that out. You start telling your, you know, your teammate, Hey, check his right foot. Where's it angled? Is it 45 degrees? Cause then he's going to be doing this based on the film. That helps immensely. These little things, but like that preparation, that's what built confidence. And there's, they were talking about how confident they were, but they weren't confident because they had smashed every team on, on the road to victory. Yeah. In fact, they've lost a quite a bit of games. It's about understanding and diagnosing reality and saying, okay, we're here. This is what we can be. This is what we want to do. It's not lying to yourself. You know, I, I get this question a lot from students who, uh, you know, young, younger boys who, you know, let's say a freshman or sophomore who they want to start adding muscle. You know, they, they want to start building up and, and looking coach. like a senior, you yeah. know and I mean? And so they're like, oh, like Get some gains. You know, but like, Mr. Brown, like, what, what do I do? What do I do? I don't, they look at themselves right then. They say, you know, I'm 130 pounds soaking wet. And I look like I'm going to get my ass beat on every single play because, well, quite frankly, I am. Because I'm 130 pounds soaking wet. What, <laughs> you know, but I don't want to be this. So it's like, it's acknowledging, yeah, you are. I'm not going to lie to you and be like, no, you're 130 pounds of awesome glory that can't really be stopped. <laughs> it's like, no, you do need to work out. That's fine. This is the first step. Yes, day one. You're, these are your... This is Obi-Wan quote. These are your first steps for all the Star Wars nerds out there like me. These, these are your and, first steps. But it's true. I think about the same thing with the mountain. You know, I look at the base of the mountain. I'm thinking, wow, I have seven hours of this until I get to the oh. top of that mountain. You know I'm what I have to start right doing to get there? Take a step. Take those first couple steps. Take the step. Take the step. That that is truly like that's a good that's a good I'm overwhelmed with this edit project. That's almost the name like, of the podcast episode, which I, I kind of love that how we figure out the name of the podcast typically in the middle, but we have to take that step. We have to recognize where we are. We have to recognize where we want to go, mm. and then break it down. Whether that's down the street journey, and you just have to take a couple steps, so have yep. to take the steps, or whether it's that 14 hour hiking trip where you know you're six five in the morning, you're looking at the top of the mountain. Yes, I've done this before. It sucks. When I look at the top of that mountain, I say, okay, I want to get to that mountain. Because once I get to that mountain, I have to go to another mountain. And once I get to that mountain, I have two more mountains to get to before I mm-hmm. hit the return loop trail to take me back home to my car the and then go life. home. That's a literal story. And in order to get there, what, what do we have to do? We have to take those first steps. The There's steps. nothing wrong with realizing the journey is long or going to be hard. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, that's why we have to have some humility and honor the journey. But we have to take those first steps and take pride. <laughs> And who's and, taking and the that. steps? Is someone else taking the steps for us? No? 
We're taking no. those steps. Got it. It's got to be if us. If you can climb that mountain faster than me, does that negate or change or do anything to my ability to also take those steps? Not, not, no, not whatsoever. Nope. Right. That because nope. it's kind of part of that, and it's the other. I think it's the uh, the yin and the yang of this energy of confidence. Is that, and this is a big one, especially if you go get into interpersonal relationships or work relationships, business relationships. Mm-hmm. All of these things we're talking about are kind of foundational, right? Mental right. preparedness and respect for the 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 challenge and built doing the work and not 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 preparing, not fooling yourself. It's a stick right. song. Right. You know, fooling yourself. I think it's about you're fooling yourself if you don't believe it. I don't know. Um, we have to start having music as a like, final we do. Stuff like yeah. That. yeah, I don't want to pay fees though, so I can only sing like one bar, right? <laughs> um, but the other part of that is um, running your race. That was actually a, a, a <clears throat> the, the first um, Hillsong, it wasn't Hillsong, it was Life Church, the <laughs> first ever sermon. I ever heard at one of these right, right. things was like when 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 you have a runner who's running a race, he's not and he or she are not spending all the time during the race looking mm. behind them because they'll eventually fall over. They won't be able to run. They're right, focusing right. on their race. So like everything you do, it's just very simple. Like everything you do is up to you. It's not about the opinions of other people. Um, I mean, some people, some people's opinions have are valid and they have value to you, like your coach, like you know, friends or whatever. But ultimately, right, but even critics, even critics, even critics, not, criticism channel everything. I I say perspective and mindset should channel everything, whether it's positive reinforcement or critique. You know, let's let's. I don't know how many times someone has said, you know, I can't do something, or I'm not, you know, I, I I'm not worthy of this, and I'm like, yeah, thank you for saying that. You know, right? Um, and and so, but at the same time, we have to allow, we have to use that critique in a positive way as motivation to continue our process that we're already in. You know, the preparation. And again, I'll use another analogy to help people understand something complex in simple terms. Look at Tom Brady. Whenever you know, you know what thing is motivating him right now is going to New England to play that game next year. Yeah, because there's that that critique of you know was it him or was it Belichick? You know, does New England need him or don't they need him? At the same time, he's going to approach that with meticulous preparation, but he's going to show the utmost respect. You're not going to hear a word pregame about him saying, "Oh, like New England sucks" or anything even close to that. You're not going to hear a single ounce of trash talk come from him but i can tell you he is probably the most motivated player out of any of those two teams and that game is circled already i'm not saying well, he's gonna, gonna circle it <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not saying he's gonna circle it it's already circled oh, it's yeah. been circled bro. oh yeah well but that's a good distinction because I, I when i was i'm typing notes as we do this i said run your mm-hmm. race and don't let them uh others you know others right. uh, opinions of you um drive you be like the demotivating factor right right but right, right. utilize the energy and and uh input of others um that uh that have things of value to say yeah, yeah. um to learn and to grow and to build your foundation there's a, a david brinkley quote which i use all the time i probably used it in the last episode mm-hmm. which was strong is the man who builds a firm foundation with the bricks that others have thrown at him. So that was about right. like the haters and all that. Yeah. It's not yeah. valuable, but it's still valuable because like you're learning from every attack and everything that someone has thrown at you, you're using that as a foundational like learning experience to either yeah. gain yeah. more confidence in yourself or in the case when it's not a brick, but it's kind of like the hand you a brick, like brother, here's a brick to help you build your right. wall. Uh, right, build your home, right. I should say, not your wall. That's like Pink Floyd. Take that wall. Um, that these are opportunities to help you um, build and grow your foundation. But it, right. it's still right. your foundation. It's your house. Right. Whose house? You know? I do want to speak to the people, though, and we know they exist, who Most thrive people. off of nothing but critique and haters. Right, or the adulation of other people. 
Right. You, well, you, they're all kind of the same. Confidence will give you peace despite critique, but despite adulation too. I think of when I have confidence, true, I, I'm going to say this, godly confidence. Yes. When I get praised, you know what I also do when I have that kind of confidence? I dispel it. It's a thank you, but you, I don't need that. It doesn't have the effect on me in the sense of like, yeah, you know, they're right. I am great. I really have improved so much. I, I am really, because then what have I just said about five times in the past two seconds? I, a lot, right? Mm. <laughs> um, and I haven't really delved into much of the spiritual this episode, which is a first. I think you've done it way more than I have. Yeah, so, yeah. That's okay. I'm not we'll get, I'm we'll okay with that. Episode. This episode, really, I am. Um, but when you have what I call godly confidence, it's it's a gift first and foremost, right? I don't instill. I don't just well up godly confidence in my own heart. That's that's not happening with me or pretty much any human being who's not literally touched in grace with the Holy Spirit. Um, but but that godly confidence, I realize and I trust. Again, it's the assurance of the worth of something. So if it's confidence in maybe not so much myself, but the journey that I'm on, you know, specifically. Now let's, let's, let's narrow it down even more. Let's say it's my journey. Let's say I'm doing a new, you know, let's say I'm a new teacher, right? And I'm trying to build my, uh, build my skill set up so I can both do a good job and become well-liked by my students, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't want to compromise one or the other. You want to be, you want to be able to navigate both. And so, you know, let's say I get some critiques of some other teachers. I know that they're really not, you know, maybe they're talking some smack, you know, I'm the new guy in the block and, you know, maybe, <laughs> right, whatever. And, I, you know, that confidence I have in my journey, it's not saying that, oh, no, I already am the best. And they just have to recognize it at some point. No, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe some of that critique's right. But guess what? I'm going to learn. I'm going to continue building that foundation. I'm going to still build that wall, as you said. I'm going to add that brick, whether it's from them, whether it's from a friend who lent it to me, whether mm-hmm. I'm, I got my own bricks. You know. But what it is is that I'm not receiving validation purely from proving people wrong. Because that's a, that's a fire that just doesn't burn out. You know? <laughs> You'll never have true peace that way. And I think self I think godly confidence and peace are like are, are as related to each other as ego and pride are related to each other, but a very different family. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I I I wrote uh, like the energy and input of others um, helps you uh, you know value the the invaluable input. Okay, uh, of others helps uh, you learn, grow, and build your foundation. It's additive to your foundation. It's not innately foundational. So your yeah. your your foundation, well, I God is my foundation, but your foundation <laughs> is the sum of the actions and, and the thoughts that you take to propel yourself forward against uh, whatever challenge you have. So um, that you can you kind of take peace in that because that journey is yours and yours alone, and everyone else kind of has their two cents. But the person that's uh, putting the whole doll together is you. You know that that's that I think is like confidence you know um and you're built so you're building a skill set you're not being lazy you have respect for the challenge and other people that you're dealing with you take their input in but it doesn't define you if anything it helps you grow and build your foundation so it's additive yeah and i'm going to say this as a christian um extracting biblical wisdom from, from the scriptures and tradition of faith that have come, you know, has come before us. But I, I truly believe that our journeys are beautiful too. Every season is beautiful and necessary. And for Christians who specifically are, we are, our lives are, should be at least centered around the eternal one. Right. And so we understand that there are there is going to be seasons of pain, perhaps some depression, loss, and that's not always going to be because people wrong us. It's going to become it's going to come from sometimes from our own decisions, right? Of course, right. I, I, one thing I ever don't I don't ever want to do is not be real with people. You know, 
especially keep Christians. Like let's like let's like act like let's everything bad real. comes from outside. Yeah. You know, sometimes we are the source of that fallenness. You know. Oh yeah. Um. But for me, I've I've my faith has truly helped me understand that seasons of pain. I mean, God has used so powerfully to help shape me and to help steer my path and to lead me to a better place. Um, you know, to, to lead me to streams of living water in directions that I did not want to go. Yeah. Very well said. Me too. Yeah. Did not want to go. Yep. I mean, I was like a, you know, ox resisting the yoke. I mean, like Mm -hmm. you were right. And so, um, but those experiences imparted to me something that I would have never had on my own or just reading a book by some life coach per se. And yes, my fingers are going up, you know? Yes. Um, and so the journey is beautiful. and is, necessary. Is beautiful, whatever, right. Whatever. Right. And, but there's also going to be seasons of incredible joy of accomplishment of blessing and happiness, you know, so it's not like it's just about the bad. It's it's about both. And and the journey is beautiful, but it's not always beautiful on our terms. But in the end, we're, we'll see it like, like a Bob Ross painting. You know how he starts mm. putting some strokes and you're like, what the hell is he doing? There's no way that's going to become a wait. That is the best mountain and pine forest I've ever seen. Where did that come from? Well, in the second, in that season, that second, you didn't see what he was doing, right? You didn't see it. Yeah, he did, and that's the thing: is confidence. You know. Oh yeah. As Christians, our confidence is in God. Why? Because we are assured of His worth and His ability. Mm-hmm. And we have, when you have confidence in that, there's not a single thing the world can throw at you that can destabilize you. Ultimately, yeah. because we yeah. have to understand, God is like that—that that Bob Ross. He's painting that picture, right? Yes. He's painting that, and he knows what he's doing. We don't see it right now. It's just a bunch of white and green splots on a canvas board or some orange in there, maybe some purple. We're like, why is that purple there? Perhaps purple represents the pain, right? We're like, why is that there? I don't I don't want a purple picture. I don't need a purple picture. And orange, what are mm. you doing, orange? And and oh my God, that's the most beautiful sunset canvas I've Bob ever Ross, seen man. in my life. And that blue now looks way better contrasted with the orange and the purple. As the sun sets, you know what I mean, over the water. And now I get it. And I could have never have imagined that it could have been so good. But that's because you have, have to confidence. you have to have confidence in the universe. You have to have confidence in God. I mean, I've had someone say to me once, God is like uh it, it, people use God as a crutch. Like uh they lean on God when they don't have anything else. And I'm like, yeah, they yeah. <laughs> because you know, you, you lean on the, the faith and creation. Um and and what's around you that's bigger than you, it kind of humbles you right. a little bit, and, and it can, gives you confidence to move forward. I think Conf- it's wise to also point out that humans will lean on something. You know, for oh, the people yeah. who say, "Oh, God is a crutch." Well, first of all, that's a very reductive and and regressive view of theologically of God because that's true, but that's not nearly the entirety of our our dynamic, right? Of course not. But also, what are they leaning on? You know, the bottle of whiskey? Mm. Are they leaning on, you know... Instagram uh, likes. Instagram sex, validation from things that can't actually satisfy. Mm-hmm. The thing is that all humans Money. rely and need a crutch for something, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think of uh, Karl Marx who said uh, religion is the opiate of the masses, right? But at the same time, his pseudo-religious structure that he built up in his mind was his opiate, too. So of it's course, like, all right, course. you know... How are you any different? It's a matter. It, the point is that are we putting our confidence in something that actually is satisfying and is worth and is worthwhile it's and valuable. is eternal and true and nourishing and 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 good for us? Does it build up others, bless others while building up and blessing ourselves? You know, love, man. These are the things that we have to be. Um, those are the questions I think we have to be asking. Not so much a. Oh, you have a crutch. Well, yeah, so do you. Let's just, you know, if I start asking you questions, I'll find out what that is. But <laughs> let's not let's not mince words here. Let's, right, let's right. Not, I mean, right, let's be real. And, and, and it's funny, like this is this is very multi-layered, like confidence. When you have a broken leg, you need a crutch, right? You need a crutch. And we're all broken. So yeah. guess what? We're gonna need some kind You're of crutch. Broken or cast. too. The one, the one <laughs> listening to this, being like, I'm not, bro- I'm not listening to. This. 
Of course you are. Of course you are. Look at yourself in the mirror. Have an honest conversation in the morning and tell me you're perfect. Come right. on. Come on. Um, and that's not to say that you're, there's not something wrong with you. It's something beautiful about you. You're human with free will and, and all the, the beauty, beauty, the beautiful mess. We talked, I talked about another episode, the beautiful ugliness of love, you know, um, it could go to a whole other thing about having confidence in love and what that means, giving, not having to receive and all this and that. But confident, true confidence is, uh, it's wrapped up in that book by, I mentioned before by Mark Melance. I'm screwing his name up. So I'm sorry, Mark, if you listen to the subtle art of not giving a fuck and, uh, which is a great title for a book, but, and there's a, there's a, a bunch of books like that, which are basically like, um, it looks like they say, like, mm. don't give a shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I'm, you know, like, like putting on a false veneer of ego and pride when inside you're crumbling, mm. but it really is more about what you said. It's doing the work. It's having respect. It's building your foundation. It's listening to people, listening right. and taking in valuable um, feedback and, 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 and discarding stuff that's, that's negative. It's having peace in the journey. It's having peace despite what others might say to you that is negative. Um, it's, it's leaning on a higher power. Um, it, it's, it's respecting and loving yourself for who you are, collection of, of problems and, and beautiful things at once. That whole thing wrapped up together and put a box around it and a bow, that's confidence. That, that to me is what confidence is. When I'm confident about something and I think about what I wasn't, it's, a, it's when all these pieces start falling apart. You know, I'm not good enough because I eat too much or, you know, I'm not good enough because uh, they don't believe in me or I'm not good enough because, like, you know, that being a victim, that's a big one. Like, a, a, the opposite of being confident is being a victim. I'm sure all of us have been a victim at some point. You know, like, and, and it's easy to go there. It's easy to just cry. Sometimes you just cry it out. I cry it out like every well, Tuesday. I, I would say it's not necessarily but, going there that's wrong, but it's staying there. Staying that's there. Destruct- Thank staying you. there that's destructive. Yes. You know, I staying, think sometimes it's yeah, easy to stay there, but, um, but staying there is, is only going to destroy you. Staying as a victim versus growing and learning. Right. You know, that's, Staying or acknowledging, I, I would say victim, I would say uh, acknowledging pain. That's a different thing. Acknowledging pain as a victim versus growing and, he- and learning and growing. These are all confident matters. So when someone says to you, and I've, I believe it or not, I've gotten this from someone that when I was a child, when I was young, was very not confident at all about anything. And I, I look back and I don't know why. I don't know why. I was very good at what I did. I was good at the art I produced. I was I got along with people and everything. But for some, my parents were great. But for some reason, I just, maybe I didn't find God. I don't know. I was not confident in myself and when I could have been. And then, like, in retrospect, as, as a period of life ended, I looked back on myself and I felt like an idiot for not being confident when I actually had all the pieces were there. Mm-hmm. I just had to feel confident. I did everything right. on the list, you know. I guess the, the last thing is like putting it all together. And well, realize to, me that that's, to me, you that, know, and, and our end view of confidence may be a little different. Um, but to me, putting those pieces together—that's the preparation aspect. Putting the pieces together, in in the sense, some people that, forget that part. Well, a lot of people either forget or they don't want to do that part. Well, they don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, they want, they want the, uh, you know, they want the final product. They want the cake. They don't want to bake it kind of thing. Um, I've been there. Like, you know, I'm not going to just say some people I've been there where I don't want to put in the preparation and guess what? The product has never been good. Yeah. I mean, well, you have to put all the pieces together that I just mentioned and and, require work for sure. It requires some work. And, uh, but you also get a sense of accomplishment once you do the work. I hate editing, but I love the results. You know, I love helping my clients. And all the people that watch these things feel better about, you know, riding the tea or, 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 or getting away from a fire or an active shooter or thinking about loved ones with cancer or the being a parent. These are all things I've done films on. Um, you know, it's like 
that mm. that putting it together and doing the work for yourself that's with all the things we mentioned inclusive together kind of like a kick batter where you got all the parts that's confidence and a lot of these offset each other or they help complement each other so you can make a mistake in one area but if you're doing the other things in the other area or you keep centering yourself every day um that's being centered you know like nothing's gonna break me from my journey from my mission from my calling from my core you'll be shaking a little bit building sway big skyscrapers they sway and they have an internal dampener that kind of helps move them back that's the what patriots you need. defense slays <laughs> doesn't the, the, the dynasty oh, days of the Patriots are over. Don't even they're over. Tom Brady's a once in a lifetime thing, and and and, all, and that collection, that team, um, they'll be good. I think they'll be competitive. They just got too much behind them, but they'll never. Uh, I don't say never, but that will be rare. There might be another yeah. Tom Brady out there, though. He tries to inspire people. There probably is another Tom Brady out there. Tom Brady had confidence. He has confidence and tremendous amount of, not ego confidence. And that's why he was able to take all the parts of him that weren't exactly perfect and build them up into the collection. That is success. I will say something. This is my, my definition of greatness in, in a nutshell, but the greatest people are those who really in, in, invest in others. Like, so for example, Tom Brady, while he is shooting for the stars in every way possible, he wants people to be great like him. He does not want to be the only yes. guy on top of the hill. That is now. I mean, when it comes to the end of the season, he wants to be the winner, right? But he doesn't want to be the only person that is uh, um, striving and seeking greatness. And he often helps and, and you know helps mentor and coach other quarterbacks on the team and stuff like that. I think that's a a silent part of being great is that you're truly great when you realize you aren't <laughs> or you act like you I, I, aren't, I, you know? I, um, well, well I, I'm literally writing down yeah. kind of version of what you said. We talk about um, uh, taking time to acknowledge pain, but then continuing to grow and learn from failure. So it's kind of like you realize like you, this power in pain, this power in making mistakes, this power in understanding that you know it's a it's a journey, and it's, it's not it's not it's not an endpoint. Right, and, and and you know when you focus on others, um, or at least you focus a large amount of your energy on others, um, that makes you. I mean, that is probably half the equation of greatness. I think uh, and that's my personal belief. Um, What's that? Just that, that, that part of focusing also on others, being willing to invest in others and making you oh, know, the journey you. not always about just you. And that's one thing that I love um, about so many great leaders, like even The Rock, you know, Tom Brady being two that we've mentioned today. Uh, and to keep it simple, I'll just, you know, leave those names as names we're talking about. But, um, uh, and and for that reason, we may never see another Tom Brady in our lifetime. I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say yes or no. We'll see. Um, that's all I'm, we can do. Is we'll see. Tom Brady. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, I think overall greatness. Um, and and, and well, no, not greatness. Confidence. To me, is about. Being Helping. assured of the worth of something, whether it's you, um, the thing that you're confident in, um, but recognizing that, okay, if you want to be confident, you got to know where you are, where you're going, where you want to go. You got to take those first steps. So my encouragement to anyone listening who is perhaps not confident about something, whether that's where they are in life, their job, their bodies themselves, whatever. Um, I'm just, this is just an open invitation. I know Paul's just as a hands are as outstretched as mine. You know, if you need help taking those first steps, (laughs) like Obi-Wan says, um, reach out to us, you know, talk about it. If you want to talk about your journey and how confidence or what it means to you, Come on the show. We want yeah. to have you. I know we're going to start bringing some more people on. Um, we are. I got, we got some guests primed up. It's a very busy month for me, but yeah. I'm focusing on the pod. 
call it the pod now, the podcast to try to grow this thing. Um, But uh, hyper, hyper busy month. But yes, um, if you have something you want to talk about, if you want to share your journey, um, I mean, a lot of your, you're just your thoughts on something as simple as confidence and what that, what that is. What does that mean? How, how does, how is it translated to success in your life? How have you, um, helped other people? I mean, love, I think the universal answer, I always say this to everything is love, like brotherly love, sisterly love, like helping your neighbor being, uh, doing onto others what you would like done unto you, spreading the joy. So if we can help. Yeah, you gain some confidence or you want to tell us uh, your story or whatever it is, please reach out. Uh, anticipate underscore media uh, on Instagram. Um, Paul at anticipatemedia.com. If you know us personally, just text us or whatever. And we want to hear your stories. We want to hear about that. Uh, we have a lot coming up on the show over time. We're going to talk about science. We're going to talk about and I mean science, like the scientific method and why it's so cool to like go through peer-reviewed studies and like study database. And it's all this statistical mumbo jumbo, but like, what does that all mean? Chemistry, history, all these things sometimes have a story about someone not being confident or being confident to have success. Right. You know? Or a mixture of both. You know? I'm say one other thing. Confidence uh, sometimes is also quiet. Sometimes it's quiet. Like, Confident quiet strength. Quiet people strength. have quiet strength. They don't right. always, because they don't boast about it. They'll state it. I mean, Tom Brady's not exactly quiet, but he's not spending his entire time right. going on Instagram and saying how wonderful he is. And a lot of chance he's talking about his wife. He's talking about his kids. He's talking about how to help people, mm-hmm. what supplements they should take, what um, The Rock is always going, helping people yeah. out. How, there's a, they are doing what you just talked, which is helping people with, with others with what you've learned. Right. You know, so confidence I love is, that. I think that's quiet. You know, my last take on, on this is that it reminds me of what scripture says about Jesus being meek. We've all, we've often heard, you know, Jesus was meek and mild. And I think a lot of us think, ah, Jesus, look at that scrawny guy in the back that could probably get his butt whipped by just about anyone, especially a Roman centurion, you know, who could just have his yeah. fun. Um, and you know, smack around because meek means nothing, but that's not what it means. No, meek means strength restrained. You know, it's 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 restrained, it's restrained power, strength, authority. Um, the fact that the in, you know the eternality, uh, the eternal power and and glory and character of God being incarnated in human flesh, being restrained. You know, and doing so willingly because of character and confidence. And, you know, Jesus obviously being confident in his oh, yeah. mission um, and what his his will was. And so, um, you know. That's a great example. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah, to me, that's the ultimate, ultimate example. But yeah. we want to um, just, yeah, we want to have, you know, your story, your uh, input, your thoughts. And if you need someone to talk to about anything you could always reach out to us at the same time yeah um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to next uh the upcoming episodes it'll be fun getting other people on there it'll telling us yeah, their stories because we'll we get to learn we get to learn that's the thing we love so much is that we're not out here trying to dictate and and, and tell people all these things we're we're here trying to learn <laughs> we're trying to learn we're trying to grow ourselves and trying to like kind of confidently uh tell what we've gone through and help other people out and help them learn and we'll learn too uh one thing we're gonna end real quick we have like one and a half minutes two minutes uh favorite beer selection for the week i think we have to do that i'm gonna Ooh. give you one i'm gonna start right now it's yeah, yeah. harpoon's boarding pass ipa that i bought at harpoon recently and it's uh, I thought I thought it was gonna be like a hoppy IPA, but it's a IPA that looks like a boarding pass with a um, like a, a what do you call that the, the scan code on it, and it's got like raspberries and strawberries in it, and it's mm. it's kind of like one of those milkshake IPAs, but it's not, and it's smooth, delicious, and it's got high alcohol value, and I just love you Harpoon so much, and you don't sponsor us, but I'm very happy with that, the boarding pass IPA from Harpoon. That's uh, actually UFO, so it's unfiltered IPA. Mm. Mine is the uh, is a Goose Island 
Bourbon County Stout. It's a stout. Well, I just Bur- had the 2000. Yes, County? Goose Island. Goose Bourbon Island. County Stout. Bourbon County Stout. Yes, sir. We're going to have to start doing that, like have a favorite food or drink of the week. Absolutely. And so, you know, they they Goose Island is a brewery. Um, I don't know where they are, actually. You know where they are? No. I thought that sounds like a place up near you. No, I don't, I don't know where the actual brewery, brewery is. But, um, Harpoon's in Boston, but so they're all over the Northeast. Yeah, yeah. But this, this, this stout, dude, it pours pitch midnight black. Um, they use Millennium hops, uh, a lot of chocolate malt, roasted barley. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a stout, but it has like a, a really strong, um, kind of like a caramel taste to it. Uh, but obviously aged, you know, in, in bourbon barrels um, mm-hmm. from whiskey distilleries. Uh, aged for a few years, so you really get like that, that that bite of an imperial stout with just notes of like fudge, vanilla, caramel, um, with like a really rich. How do I describe it? Like a like a thick mouthfeel, if that makes sense. This sounds absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, and, it's fantastic. Um, we have and to find it right they, now. Make, they make a few different kinds too. Um. I'm, I'm I'm looking for it right now, but it's gonna be in the show notes. Uh, they making me type my name in. It's like my day of birth. Like, come on, United States of America. Jeez, you know you can drink it in 18 in Canada and 19. I don't know like, if I knew that. So they are. Where the hell are they from? Uh, God, they don't give their information at all. But I'm looking at it right now. Bourbon County Stout. Yeah. And it's a black bottle, and it's absolutely beautiful. And I mean, and, and it's depending on, you know, how old it is. Uh, we had one, some friends and I, that was like 17.5%. Like, like, it was, yeah, dude, I mean, strong. Like, the stout is strong, but it just tastes so good. <laughs> so good. Wow, this you caught me, off, really? you caught me off guard with the, the beer review because I was like, I'm thinking, like, okay, what beers have I had in Pasco Plays? I, I, you know, I haven't really had as much beer, but I did, um, Buy myself a nice bottle of bourbon. Oh, I, 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 um, I'm going to give a shout out to um, Distilled Sunshine, I think it's called. Mm. And uh, Distilled Sh- Sunshine <laughs> is uh, a name of a website where this, um, it's uh, my ex's, uh, ex-wife's boyfriend, actually. He talks, he's like a whiskey connoisseur, bourbon connoisseur. Oh, nice. And he, and he tells you about like everything. Um, regarding spirits. So he gave me a bunch of like uh, samples, basically like half shot mm-hmm. bottles. Mm-hmm. And uh, that past weekend, I went through them all because, uh, well, not alone, but well, with a friend. Because um, I had death in the family. My poor, I just want to give a quick shout out to my poor uncle Bobby, um, former Boston PD cop. And uh, I, I cannot figure out where these people are from, by the way, but they sell their shandy. Just to wrap up what I was talking about, they do sell the shandy locally <laughs> and in Boston. Fulton, wherever the hell that is. Fulton, Cl- Cl- Clybourne. Uh, and they don't, in none of their, Chicago, thank you. Well, that took a while. They're in Chicago. There we go. They're in Chicago, folks. But they do, uh, they do sell their brew everywhere. Michael Bobby, he died of COVID um, between COVID vaccine shots. COVID-related pneumonia. Very sad. He was well-liked by the Boston community. Um, his wake, uh, I'm going to it tomorrow, is uh, probably going to have thousands of people online. Just a beloved, beloved man. And uh, condolences to memory, members of the family if they hear this at all. Um, none of them really know how to do a podcast. But anybody that's listening, and just try to love everybody, give each other a hug, and, and just try to spread the good love and joy of being human um, because you never know who you're going to lose. That was, an, uh, was another tough one. Always nice to me. You know, rare, rare that you meet, Chris Bauer's one of those people. Someone that's 100% kind to you the entire time you know them. My entire life, this guy was great to me. Mm. And, every, and everybody. And everybody that he touched. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a man who dedicated his life to mm. protecting people, saving people, and being kind to people. 
and doing it with like bravado, you know, like a nice time, guy, Bobby, yeah. you know. So, yeah. God bless you, Bobby. Where I'm looking up at you and sending you a big hug and yeah. So that's I guess that's it. We did a good one today. We did. We, we did. love you, everybody. Chris, tell him you love him. I love him. Love. I mean, I love you guys. I'm, I'm, I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation and, between you and yeah. We're happy to have you back the on the show. Uh, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Lots going on in a couple weeks, so I hope and make it. Do it. I love it. I'm going to end the recording now. This was On the Shores episode. Uh, I don't really know. I'll put it in the show. Probably eight. <laughs> Probably eight, seven or eight. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Eight is Take great. Eight step. is great. Take that right. Yeah. yeah. We love you. Bye.